0: What's going on, my fellow a Plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus Opinions, your home for your nerd pop culture news and reviews. Uh As always, guys, it is I, your host, Adam Perez, and we are, in fact, back with a brand new episode for you guys today. As Black Lightning's back once again, uh, as we're actually going to be getting into season three uh, of Black Lightning, guys we have made it this far. We have made it this far. Uh, You guys know my love for the Black Lightning series. I mean, goodness, we've been reviewing it ever since season one, episode one. Uh, And we have plans on continuing doing reviews for Black Lightning for you guys. So it's good to be back. It's good to have Black Lightning back. And most importantly, it's really good to have you guys back. So thank you very much for your continued support here. Uh, We're going to start doing these live, I think. Pretty much uh, it, it takes a ton of time for me to sit down, record an episode, edit it, post it up online. So I just figure why not just go ahead and start doing live reviews for you guys. Um, so since Black Knight Lightning will, in fact, be airing on Mondays now, you can definitely expect uh, these reviews to either drop Monday night for you or by the latest Saturday uh, Excuse me, or by the latest Tuesday evening. So certainly look forward to that. A couple of quick things of business, and we talked about this in the season premiere of last season. When it comes to season premieres and season finales, they do tend to run just a little bit long because I like to talk about each individual character, where they've come from, and pretty much where they're at now, considering that there tends to be sometimes a time jump. So we really want to make sure that we understand where everybody's at. So if this review runs a little bit long, I certainly apologize. But hey, I certainly hope that you guys definitely enjoy the ride while you're certainly here. A couple things. If you want to go ahead and also follow us on social media, you certainly can go ahead and do so. Um, You can uh, go ahead and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram right here at A Plus Opinions. You can certainly go ahead and locate us there. Uh, And of course, if you have not subscribed to us as of yet, please do so. And also smash that uh, s- the bell button so that anytime we drop a brand new video, you will certainly be notified. Um, let me see if we have anybody over in our live chat. Let me see if I can go ahead and try and uh, pull this up here real quick. Uh, see what we can kind of pull up. I hope you guys are having an awesome week. It's no longer Monday, so hopefully we're all over uh, the case of the Mondays. Um, But if you're in the live chat, feel free to go ahead and chat amongst yourselves. Go ahead and send in some comments. Let me know your thoughts on this week's episode of Black Lightning. And towards the end of the episode, we'll certainly go ahead and tackle some of your comments along with your questions. So if you're watching live or even if you're just watching after we go live, do us a favor. If you like the content we're providing Hit that like button, guys. Share these videos. We want to continue to continue to grow our Marvel and DC community right here at A Plus Opinion. So it's good to be back, guys. It's good to be back. Let me go ahead and dish out some shout-outs real quick here. Uh, Shadow Nova certainly in the house, uh, along with Edward Productions, who says I am so happy that Black Lightning is back. You got to say that. You got to do that motion, Edward, when you when you say that. Uh, Black Lightning is back. Uh, Shadow Nova says I just saw Batwoman for the first time. Yes, we are doing reviews for Batwoman as well. Um, Indy actually just go with, went ahead and dropped his review as of yesterday. So certainly go ahead and check that out. Uh, and he says, no school for, for me tomorrow. So that's great. Yeah, that definitely is great, man. Anytime you get that extra day off of school, enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself. But hey guys, let's go ahead and get into this review um, because it seems as though we have a little bit of a time jump here for our characters. Um, I wanna say according to how long um jefferson has kind of been i don't want to say captured been kind of but kind of held in confinement it seems as though it's been about a 30-day period so after the events of last season right we saw that odell said the markovian war has in fact begun and he definitely was not kidding but what we did not expect when we got back into the season is that agent odell has in fact brought the asa into Freeland. Um, The idea of what they're doing now is that they're pretty much randomly picking people as they go along and confining them pretty much with the assumption or at least the suspicion that some of these people could in fact be metahumans, whether they be from the green light or whatever the case may be, because as we saw in last season, The the, uh, pod babies wind up escaping, disappearing. Nobody knows, in fact, where they're at. So now the ASA is in town to go ahead and round up as many metahumans as they possibly can. So some of the space in the area in which they're confining a lot of these kids um, is Uh, just it's really sad honestly Um, they're just in cages almost like they're in some sort of kennel like they're just dogs um, just all sort of pushed together sort of thing while the ASA kind of combs through them to see exactly who has metahuman abilities and who certainly doesn't so Freeland is up in an uproar at this particular point in time right their kids are being taken away from them experimented on trying to find out who has the metagene ability and certainly who doesn't so the families just want their kids back some of them just want them to get out of town so that they're not having to deal with all the pain and anguish uh, that they're certainly having to deal with currently as of right now. So Odell has a huge situation on his hands. He's got all of his ASA people in here. I think even Detective Henderson, who is a police officer, again, a lot of these people do not like what ASA is certainly doing, but they unfortunately don't really have that many options, right? Like I think the Colonel, Colonel Williams or Commander Williams in here for the ASA even threatens um, Detective henderson's wife and his family and his own life sort of thing uh, unless he's cooperating with them so it, things are not looking very well for freeland unfortunately but because of the fact that jefferson pearson hasn't uh, jefferson pierce has in fact been captured or i don't want to say captured but he's been held in confinement black lightning is certainly nowhere to be found um but we always need we always need a hero on hand, and that's exactly where Anissa comes in. Um, So let's talk a little bit about Anissa here, who's, if you ask me, She has certainly grown as just an incredible hero. She doesn't seem as though she's running around as Thunder anymore, but she has wind up getting herself a brand new persona in the name of Blackbird. Thus, the title of this week's episode, The Birth of Blackbird. And I got to tell you, the, the actress that plays Anissa, besides the fact that she is just fine as all get out, man. I mean, I swear she gets more and more beautiful each and every season that I watch her you can really tell that she's grown into this character and she really has a grasp on who this character is. And we're also at least seeing her as a character grow, right? She's becoming much more confident in herself. Um, now that her father's kind of been gone for the past 30 days or so, she really has had to kind of step up her game and she certainly has. She's got herself a brand new penthouse sort of overlooking Freeland. Where she gets all that money from, I have no idea. <laughs> but she's got herself a really sweet crib. She's even got herself like a little mini bat cave or a little office in there also i think she was like when she was checking out her fine self in front of the mirror she's like mirror mirror on the wall and her mirror slides open and it's just a secret like a secret hideout for her kind of thing i loved it i really love seeing the growth uh, of the anisa character in here where for the most part uh, her idea Well, i guess technically she can't run around as thunder anymore right because agent odell would certainly know that hey uh, jefferson's kids are certainly up to no good they're not they're they're really not um Um, staying quiet needless to say right because I think that's that's what the agreement was for Jefferson that Jefferson would go into confinement for 30 days to kind of be held under like house and I don't want to say house arrest um, but like protective services I guess you can say while his family on the other hand was sort of left alone so you got to assume a part of that deal is that Jennifer and Anissa don't go out playing rogue as Thunder and Lightning. You know what I'm saying? Um, So she does have a new persona in Blackbird. um, And she's really trying to do her best to help a lot of the kids that have been captured or at least have been um, recognized as metahumans who are captured. She's now trying to free them and allow them to kind of escape Freeland, and I I was telling some of my um, uh, the coworkers here at A Plus Opinions, you know, Indy and Reggie and things like that, that her storyline this season really feels as though as though she's kind of representing like a Harriet Tubman sort of character, right? The idea of this underground railroad that she's got to take these sort of like uh, captured people and make them free at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Um, The fact that she moves at night, right? The fact that she has uh, not only does she capture like a bus, I think that's uh, a brand new kids that are captured being sent to their containment center. She winds up um, stopping the, the the bus itself and taking them to the pastor's church where they're secretly being sort of kept and hidden away where nobody can find them and then slowly transitioning them, transitioning them and moving them throughout the night outside of Freeland. So very Harriet Tubman, quite frankly. And I really enjoy that because it really, for me at least, it really does fit just the character of who Anissa is, right? Ever since we've met Anissa, she's always been one to kind of protest for change or fight for uh, change and indifferences and things like that. So she's always put herself out there. She's always appreciated um, women of power, um, people that want to make change in their world for the better in a sense. So this really does line up extremely well with who the Anissa character is. And I got to say, out of all the characters, at least from the season premiere, that I'm really fascinated to see how things go with it's definitely Anissa because I feel like she is certainly growing into her own hero um and she's taking things a little bit more serious right like she's she's scolding Jennifer like we see Jennifer in this episode who for the most part is not doing her lightning thing I think she's still trying to get used to not only her abilities but Really having to kind of stay low, like we discussed, right? So she's having some issues with that going out randomly. I think uh, Gamby wind up making some sort of like camouflage device so she can make herself look like other people, so people won't recognize her out in public. Um, so she, you know, Jen- Jennifer's just kind of doing her own thing, but we do see Anissa in here trying to reel her back in, being the bigger sister and also being the more mature superhero here uh, in this fashion. So. I really love what they're doing with her and I'm really eager to kind of see where the Anissa character goes uh, from this point. It is fascinating to me though that I do feel like Jefferson's story has kind of sort of been told already through season one, right? Season one was really very much a focus on him as a person, his past, his life. And I don't want to say a redemption story, but more or less a redemption for his father, for what um, Tobias wind up doing to him. So I can see why maybe we haven't focused so much on Jefferson, because I feel as though while we have Jefferson already firmly planted, right? We know where he, what he's all about. And yes, I would like to see some more growth in Jefferson, and I'm sure that we will, but this definitely feels as though it's like a passing of the baton uh, onto Anissa and possibly onto Jennifer at some particular point in time, with them truly kind of being the focus. I mean, look, at the end of the day, though, this is a family show, right? There is a lot of family dynamic involved. So everybody at some particular point in time is certainly going to get its focus and shine, but season three feels as though it's going to be very much an Anissa season, Uh, whereas I felt like season two was kind of of like a Jennifer season Um, this season definitely feels as though it's going to be a nice step in the forwarding direction for the Anissa character so I will be fascinated to see how that winds up turning out Um, let's talk about Jefferson though let's talk about Jefferson I love the beginning of this episode I truly did uh, where we get the opportunity to see brand new metahumans that we haven't been um, uh, we haven't been introduced to before I think there was like uh, Miriam and a, a Devante if I'm not mistaken where they just have this person just asking them these constant questions they're pretty much look like they're just locked up, right? Um, Almost like they're in this Psychiatric ward, I guess you can say. They all have these power dampeners around their neck, um, and the person asking the question apparently has been asking these questions each and every day for the past thirty days, trying to learn exactly um, how they got powers, why they have powers, just pretty much everything that they can certainly about them, and some really moving stories for them also. At the end of the day, uh, Devonte was was pretty hilarious to me, though. I certainly hope that we get the opportunity to see a little bit more. So I'm assuming that the ASA. Once they capture these kids and they put them in these like dog kennels or whatever they're calling them. I'm assuming once they recognize that they are, in fact, metahumans, then they go ahead and actually take them to this confinement center because Odell is really – like if Odell, for the most part, if you're a metahuman, they need you on their side. So they want to make sure that you're safe, that the Markovians aren't going to be coming directly for you. So I'm pretty sure once you're recognized as a metahuman, that's probably when you get transferred over to where Jefferson and the other metahumans certainly are. Um, I will say this, though. If there is anything about this episode that I wasn't the biggest fan of, It really had to do with some of the pacing and just really some of the editing uh, of the show. Sometimes it felt very disjointed, kind of jumped around from, um, you know, back and forth or from different scenes kind of thing, where by the end of the episode, while it all does kind of come together kind of perfectly in explaining the story, getting to that end of the episode seemed a little bit of a struggle uh, because I did have a lot of questions like who are these people, Uh, how is everything working, Um, but eventually you wind up getting just a little tidbits here and there that you start making these connections by the end of the episode Um, but it was a little bit rough as far as trying to put all the pieces together as you watch it but overall though I I really enjoyed this week's episode Um, but we see Jefferson um, finishes his 30 days Um, he's getting the opportunity to finally go free but I think there's a Markovian attack on the center thus keeping Jefferson in in custody. Like Odell's like, hey, the Markovians are trying to attack just to make sure that we can keep you and your family safe. Not only do you have to stay here now, uh, but Lynn also has to stay with you also. Even though she doesn't have metahuman abilities, Odell knows that the Markovians certainly need her and her research uh, because they do have Dr. Jace now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they need Lynn at the end of the day. So Odell needs to protect his assets um, and really keeping them on board. So now both parents of Jennifer and Anissa are in fact in confinement uh, and the sisters are now on their own. Well, I guess you can't say now on their own, right? They're certainly dealing with uh, Gamby uh, who's certainly up to his spy technology sort of ways. I mean, the guy has just been um, creating technology over this past month. Uh, I mean, the man, I don't wanna say he's gonna rival Cisco. He's certainly not gonna rival Cisco any sort of day, but he's definitely stepping up and helping out create some really great technology uh, for Anissa and Jennifer. So I'm eager to see exactly what else Gamby Definitely has up their sleeve. Um, Trying to think what else wind up happening here. Oh, Jefferson has a new ability, y'all. Well, I guess you can't say it's a new ability, but it's an ability that he is tapping into without his suit right like for the most part his suit sort of amplifies his powers allows him like he, while he technically has powers on his own the, the suit itself allows him to amplify and use it in ways that he probably normally couldn't um but without his suit he's now discovering that he has sort of like this brand new vision um not vision like in his mind like a dream comes to him but literally a vision where i guess he could just see through objects or see certain areas or whatever the case may be because he winds up noticing uh isa the young man uh if you guys recall that had the ability to um anytime he looked at somebody or used his powers they immediately had to tell the truth right it was almost like a truth serum sort of ability of his um so he notices that Issa uh, is certainly there along with tobias so i'm fascinated to kind of see um where this new power comes from, from Jefferson, um, how that's developed for him, uh, and really if there's any other abilities or powers that we wind up uh, learning about him here this season. So uh, that definitely will be fascinating. And quick honorable mention does go out to Tobias in this episode because he winds up dropping a bombshell on us that I definitely was not expecting to hear. But clearly him being in prison and in confinement at the ASA really has taken its toll on him uh i mean tobias looks as old as possible um you you have to assume because of his powers that he wind up having right it's really slowed down his aging process Uh, but clearly in his confinement with the power dampeners on all that time that he's been alive for and around for is finally sort of catching up to him. It's almost like if you took the super soldier serum out of Steve Rogers, um, he would immediately sort of start to de-age or go back to his sort of normal age, and that's exactly what's happening to Tobias here. So I wasn't expecting to see Tobias like that in the beginning of this season. So I will be uh, really interested to see where his character goes, because uh, you you got to know that at some point Tobias is escaping this place, right? I mean, Tobias Whale is cold-blooded. That's exactly what we've learned for the past two seasons so either tobias has a plan up his sleeve or somebody at some point in time will wind up rescuing him and maybe maybe that person is lala who we wind up seeing here at the end of the episode i wasn't expecting to see lala homeboy still manages to survive regardless of what situations that he's in and he winds up having that asa briefcase uh that has been in this show technically since the end of season one um and so that briefcase certainly does have Uh, Huge importance, especially to Agent Odell. Let's talk about Agent Odell here for a minute, y'all, because um, a bombshell came out today. (laughs) A big secret wind-up dropping for Agent Odell. Um, He has uh, Issa using his truth-telling powers to interrogate Tobias, which is genius, by the way, just genius really trying to see what's inside of that briefcase that Tobias has and what Tobias reveals to us is that Proctor the gentleman in charge of the ASA from season 1 was just a fall guy. He was just somebody there to like just just to put out there because they clearly they knew the situation was going to fail, but what we come to find out is that Proctor even though he's a scapegoat, he was sent there by Odell Odell sent Proctor as part of the ASA to Freeland to do this job. But not only that, Odell is currently here because of the fact that, I guess he said like three things, right? To capture metahumans, to make them ready or like weaponize them to make them ready to go to war. And what was the third one? Who was the third one? Oh, and to make sure that people were not aware that these actions that these um these plans came from the president of the united states himself so odell is like a giant walking secret at this point right odell is pretty much in charge of everything that's certainly going on at least has been going on since season one with freeland and the asa so he sends Proctor to do this job. Proctor dies. Odell now has to come in, and now his job is to make sure that he captures all the uh, all the metahumans, gets them ready for war, and makes sure that people that people don't know that the president of the United States came down with this plan himself. Um, so that makes me ask one big question. One big question is this: Markovian war that Odell is talking so much about is this a real thing like is this a real thing right like maybe we've seen a Markovian here or there right I mean they'd say that the in this episode right that a Markovian attacked one of the facilities to to kill the kids or get to the kids right but then we see commander Williams come in um and face this metahuman by himself and take him out but what's interesting is the metahuman refers to commander Williams as in like, you know, you brought me into this particular program sort of thing. Maybe he learned the truth. It seems as though this metahuman has worked with Commander Williams in the past. So is he really a Markovian? Or was he like a Markovian that was brought over to the ASA to help them out and things went wrong? Um, you know, these powers kind of drove him crazy because he's mad that he's been killing people. So is he was he really a Markovian or was he just still part of ASA and just happened to have metahuman abilities? It's just one of those things where if this is Odell's plan the entire time, right? Like what better way to kind of scare a community, a society, uh, these certain people by throwing out the idea that, hey, you're being hunted. You're being hunted. And the only way that you're safe is if I if I help you, right? Let me make sure that I can take and jot down who all the metahumans certainly are so that I'm aware because that's his plan, That's his plan, to find out who all the Markovians are, capture them, and weaponize them. Does that mean it's for a Markovian war? Is there a Markovia, right? Maybe it's the ASA that captured uh, Dr. Jace at the end of last season, right? Maybe they're not really Markovians. There is a Markovian nation. There is a Markovian nation out there, especially in DC Comics, make no mistake about it. But I'm just saying, is that just being used as an excuse by Odell, or as a reason for Odell, to get exactly what he needs. To have everybody else easily fall into his hands the way that he wants. I just feel like Odell is just so extremely smart and has so many secrets up his sleeve that I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him. So I'm not saying that there's no Markovian war. I'm just asking the question and throwing the theory out there. Is this something that Odell is just simply making up so that he himself can capture all the metahumans? Just saying. Just saying. Just saying, something to ponder and think about. But anyway, I thought the episode was great. I thought it was a really good one, especially for a season premiere, for sure. Um, Anissa up to her old ways of going to a bar and managing to hook up with people. Like, I literally need to take notes. Like, it's never that easy for me. I, have no, I, I shoot my shot, and it's just like, brr, right in my face, gone, gone. Um, so I'm going to have to start taking down some Anissa notes and figure out exactly how she makes her magic work. Because I feel like every season there's certainly somebody new, uh, in Anissa's life, whether or not this one hangs around, who certainly knows. And speaking of females in Anissa's knife, nice <laughs> or in, in Anisa's life, excuse me, we have a grace sighting y'all. Now you guys know. You guys know my frustration when it comes to Grace. Um, I have not been the biggest fan of the Grace storyline um, since Grace was involved. The, I'm not the biggest fan of the actress. I just don't know if her. Um, I just don't know if her and Anissa just have that chemistry. They just have not seemed to click. But for the life of me, this show continues to push this sort of relationship between these two characters. Um last we saw Grace, I believe she like booked it. She got out of town. Um I think Anissa was maybe getting too close, worried that Anissa might figure out her powers. But clearly Anisa eventually winds up putting two to two two and two together that Grace is a shapeshifter. And so I think at the end of this episode, um, there is some sort of like video footage, I think, that captures like some sort of leopard or cheetah in the area. And then you wind up seeing um, the, the Asian guy that I think maybe might be Grace's father or something like that, that she wind up transitioning into and changing into. And Anissa immediately realizes that Grace is still in the picture. Grace certainly still has a pivotal role to certainly play in the show. And we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, like, I'm wondering if they're going to eventually like create some sort of outsiders team, like from the comic books. And if Grace is going to be like one of those uh, extra metahumans that are going to be added to the team, I'm wondering if that's where they're kind of leading to with the Grace character. Um, but we'll see um, again, again. It's not a storyline I'm biggest fan of, but it is a new season. Um, I do feel, especially with how episode one came across, that we could be kind of going in a new direction for this particular show. So I'm certainly going to give the showrunners another opportunity to try and make this Grace storyline work. And then by the end of the season, we'll kind of judge it and kind of see where it goes from here. So hopefully the chemistry certainly has gotten any uh, has certainly gotten better. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I missed. We talked about Lala. We talked about Jennifer and Anissa. Uh, We talked a little bit about, I think that's pretty much everybody, right? I think that's, oh, I wanted to say real quick, honorable mention does go out to Commander Williams. I don't know who the actor is, but he's killing that role. You know why? Because I can't stand his guts already. And so he's clearly doing his job correctly. But what's even cooler is that he himself is a metahuman and he has the ability to mimic other people's abilities. So when we get to see the fight sequence um, in the beginning of the episode with Commander Williams against this rogue Markovian metahuman human at the facility uh, they're going toe to toe and I was thinking to myself like this metahuman literally just broke down and disintegrated this this door and walked into this facility so how come he's not just disintegrating uh, the, the commander at the end but it's probably because of the fact that he now has a counterpoint right he now has a counterbalance to that because commander Williams has now mimicked his abilities while they're fighting also I think he winds up like disintegrating the knife just before it comes down and plunges into him So really cool ability. I don't think we've seen that ability on the show just yet. um, But I will be fascinated to kind of see who else Commander Williams is going up against. I kind of want to see a Black Lightning versus Commander Williams. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I want to see Lightning versus Lightning if that's what we're going to have, especially if he has that ability. So I'm definitely eager. Uh, I think this was a very successful season premiere. Definitely an episode I definitely enjoyed. And again, the only really issues that I had was just pretty much the editing and the pacing of things. Because it did seem confusing at times and allowing us to have to... Put the pieces uh, sort of together. There is a reporter on the scene, um, and this is actually the person that Anissa will wind up sleeping with. There is a reporter a reporter on the scene. I can't remember her name, but I think she's from like this network called the Clapback Network or something like that. I don't know if it's just her own channel she created or if it's actually – it seems as though for the most part it's actually a, a an actual news – news station or at least it's presented that way um, because she's recording herself she's doing interviews or whatever the case may be so she certainly is a reporter um, but I will be fascinated to kind of see what her role is going to be going further right like it's not just a one-night stand like she's not there just for a one-night stand with Anissa but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she's like a mole, right? Because Anissa even talked to Jennifer's like, Hey, you can't just be talking to anybody. Like you just can't be going up to anybody that you want to. Cause never know if that person is actually on the lookout or a spy or somebody, you know what I'm saying? Looking for metahumans. So maybe even though this woman is an actual reporter, maybe she's something else also. Maybe it comes to bite Anissa in the ass, whereas while she's scolding Jennifer for meeting people, right? Maybe she just met somebody that's on the inside for Odell or Markovia or whatever the case may be. Um, And maybe she'll wind up sticking around, maybe growing a relationship. Who certainly knows? Um, But I am fascinated to kind of see all the brand new characters certainly going forward. And we unfortunately had the sad, sad death this week of Issa. Uh, again, the, the kid that had the ability to have people tell him the truth because once he t- once he finds out the truth from Tobias, he can't leave, right? Odell can't afford that. Od- Odell can't afford his secret getting out. Um, and so like Odell already like poisoned his food and his drink even before Odell confronted him about, yeah, I'm going to have to take your life, buddy. I'm going to have to take your life he's like oh by the way you've already taken it so farewell um so that was a little bit of a bummer i was kind of hoping that he would play a a bigger role but i guess he did play his big role right he found found out the truth not only from tobias but for us as a viewer so good stuff good stuff overall but guys if there are any characters or storyline points that i might have missed from this breakdown in this review please go ahead and let me know in the live chat or even in the comment section so we can go ahead and further this further this discussion for black lightning season three episode number one guys so before we go ahead and wrap this up i'm gonna go ahead and jump back into the live chat uh see what some of you guys are saying today uh see what's going on uh with you guys here uh let's see let me go ahead and scroll up here just a little bit Uh, Let's see. Uh, what did I leave off at JB says what is in the house what's up JB good to see you as always Tony message retracted you cursing again man you you cursing all over here Tony <laughs> um uh let me see Hassan uh, thank you very much Hassan for popping in good to see you as always uh JB says what says that was crazy that Braxton from Jamie Fox show was strong arming Henderson oh is that see I, I don't think I it's been look it's been a minute since I've seen the Jamie Fox show all right so I didn't even realize that that was Braxton until you brought that up to me um so yeah I can kind of see how that that was uh, how, how that was kind of um shocking to kind of see him actually in this show. Uh, JB says, What that crib and car was sick. Oh, yeah, you're definitely talking about Anissa's new new uh ride and her place that she's staying at. Yeah, I mean, it- it was like pimp my ride right and like cribs all of a sudden um she, she she got some sort of upgrade i mean she is working at the clinic i don't think the clinic pays you that kind of money so i don't know what happened but gambi hooked her up in every way possible uh, but yeah i'm loving especially her jeep that she has i would love that for myself um uh shadow nova says while watching these series and season primers uh is giving me avengers vibes because of crisis yeah man we're we're we are getting to the official Arrowverse Endgame end game here guys um 10 episodes or so in once I, we're slowly going to be building up for sure i don't know if we're going to have a lot of build in black lightning but i can definitely guarantee you that a lot of the build will certainly come in other dc television shows um and they also have already announced that black lightning will be in the um let me actually you know what hold on one second guys i'm gonna try and do something here hopefully i don't mess up my um hopefully i don't mess up my um my internet connection because i got that it, i got that ghetto connection y'all i'm just being honest um i want to show you guys something here that actually just dropped today because we have been wondering um You know, how are we going to see Black Lightning in the crisis crossover event? Um, And they actually just went ahead and recently dropped a behind the scenes uh, uh, photo of Cress Williams and uh, Grant Gustin as Black Lightning and The Flash um they went ahead and actually posted a behind the scenes photo of that and i wanted to go ahead and bring this up for you guys here let me see if i can pop this up let me close this down bear with me here y'all i'ma make this happen y'all i'ma make this happen so hold on a second let me go back to just the main one here and i'll get back into uh the live chat in just a moment i'm trying to pull up this image Because I think you guys will have a little kick out of this, honestly. Because I certainly did. When I saw this photo, I was like, yes, it's finally happening. (laughs) Ha ha. Look at this, y'all. Cress Williams and Grant Gustin together on the set. Uh, It looks like Black Lightning probably has himself a brand new costume by the time we get to Crisis. Um, That looks like it's central city pd so i don't know if it's one of those things where black lightning makes his way to um the different earth or if flash grabs him and then brings him back to their particular earth but regardless i've been wanting to see this collaboration for the longest time so now that we actually have it i'm all sorts of giddy y'all so i just wanted to go ahead and show that to you guys real quick uh and let's go ahead and get back into Uh, These questions Um, let's see Shadow Nova says oh so they've been setting Anissa up as a Harriet because didn't Jennifer call her that in the plot you're right (laughs) oh man you're absolutely right because yeah she and it's not just in the pilot. But that's exactly like she she dropped it a, a couple of times last season, if I if I recall correctly. Always referring to her as as um as Harriet. You're absolutely right. So again, that plays perfect into the storyline that they actually have for her. Tracy, what's up, Tracy? I feel like I, I feel like I haven't seen you all summer long. I'm I'm really glad that you're back here um p- popping up into uh this season. So thank you very much. Uh, let's see here. Tracy says, I love the beginning too." the body bag boy. Uh, he says you were the only person who watched that. Notice the briefcase. Oh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, oh, uh, notice the briefcase were tied to the president. Yeah, he said POTUS. He said POTUS, the president of the United States. Um, it, this is all his plan. This is all his plan. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and thank you very much for also bringing up the the Braxton uh, from Jamie Foxx show. Again, it, it completely it completely uh, went over my radar, unfortunately. Uh, Tracy Lee says I don't trust her. Um, you don't trust who? Who exactly? Which which female are you referring to? Um, and you also say uh, Issa is coming back. He was the body bag boy that came back last season. Now I will ask you a question because I cannot remember. I know his power is to help is to have people tell the truth. And I do remember he was in a body bag um, and then he came back to life. Can he rejuvenate? Like, can he bring his own self back to life or was he not... Or, like, was he not fully dead and he woke up? Like, was he in some sort of weird stasis? Because I was under the impression that that's not one of his abilities. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've maybe I, I I've completely forgot it. Look, I've slept since those episodes, so a lot has gotten, gone over my head, unfortunately. Shadow Nova says, you are a true OG if you remember Pimp My Ride. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I used to love that show, man. I used to love just seeing exactly... Um, uh all the stuff that they wind up doing with pimp my ride just have homeboy would just come knock on the door hey man i'm here to pimp your ride who is the rapper was he wasn't he a rapper uh i believe that um used to host that show uh let's see here oh jamila thank you that is the reporter's name thank you very much tracy um yeah i don't trust her either i don't trust you either so i'm glad that we're certainly on the same page uh when it comes to that there's just something fishy about it uh if you ask me um, and then you do say that Isa was dead. So that's interesting that he has, that his abilities allow also allow him to kind of come back. Um, so hopefully he does return. I don't know if they had the power dampener on him though. Um, at that point when we're seeing his body, um, who knows if Odell was smart enough, if Odell was smart enough, he would keep that um, if that is his power, he'll keep that power dampener on him uh, and then bury him hopefully with that. Um, so we'll see. I don't I don't know. We'll see how smart Odell certainly is. And then RGD's in the house. What's up, man? He says, do you think Batwoman will succeed like Supergirl season one? Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, look, we haven't seen a D.C. television show fail after one season i think they have a really great track record so far um exhibit yes thank you very much shadow nova for that um yeah i i, I don't see it i don't see it flopping or failing whatsoever uh, for the most part i feel like people that have watched uh, batwoman season one or at least the first episode uh, enjoyed it um you know the trailers didn't do it any justice as excited as i am for a batwoman series i wasn't thrilled with the trailers they definitely just didn't live up to expectations for me. So I can understand people's doubt and concern going into the season. But one, we have to understand episode one is literally just a pilot. And the one thing that I tell people all the time, you know, when it comes to television shows, they literally film them episode by episode. So television shows do have the ability of getting better because of the fact that our actors Um, become a lot more comfortable not only in their own roles but also comfortable with each other and they start learning more about each other start learning more about each other's character so the chemistry gets there and so they're able to tell the stories better that are written out for them so even if you weren't the biggest fan of episode one even though i'm hearing positive feedback from it i always tell people especially with season one give them time Give them time because they they will grow into their roles. Um, and I think that's also a testament to, uh, especially you can also refer that to Black Lightning also. I think each of these characters have gotten better and better certainly over time. So I don't think we can judge a show based off of one episode, especially with a pilot. Um, but look, I love Ruby Rose. I think she's going to kill it as Kate Kane. We're finally getting ourselves some, some Gotham love. Um, So I'm really excited to kind of see what they wind up uh, what they wind up doing with it. Uh, uh, You know, honestly, at the end of the day, I haven't watched the episode myself, but I'm going to go ahead and actually watch that either here tonight uh, or definitely tomorrow, because a lot of our CW shows are, in fact, returning. So I'm really, really pumped. But guys, definitely let me know what you guys thought about uh, Black Lightning. Really thrilled that this show is back. Black Lightning's back. I can do that like all freaking day. <laughs> I literally could. Um, but hey, I Tracy, thank you very much for popping back in. It's always good to see somebody that, especially that was here last season, uh, joining us also. So again, I will be trying to do these reviews on a, um, uh, of course, obviously on a weekly basis. But I mean trying to do them more on a live basis. So again, if not Monday evenings, definitely Tuesday evenings for you guys at the latest. But um, hey, guys, if you wind up missing the live stream, fear not. Go ahead and comment below at the bottom. Give me your thoughts because as always, guys, these are just my A-plus opinions. I always wanna know yours, so please comment below at the bottom. And again, if you have not subscribed to us yet, please go ahead and do so and click that bell notification so when we do drop brand new episodes and go live, you will certainly be notified. So until next time, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I'll talk to you later. Keep it A-plus.